Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. This is part two of the reverse engineer, the picking to bits of the money book launch. Uh, We did a part one a few days ago. We covered the first eight things. We've got another nine facets of the launch. So let's just remind you what we covered if you haven't listened to version uh, part one or just to get you up to speed. Um, We got to number one in the world on Audible. Uh, And that wasn't by accident, that was engineered. And some people say, oh, well, it's not natural. If you engineer the launch, then it's not a real number one in the world. Well, number one in the world is number one in the world. Uh, And yeah, we um, we gamed the system. We we created a launch model to get there. Now, of course, if it stays there for a long time, that's probably a real test. If the book is a great book, because actually, you know what? You can use the gaming and the systems and the algorithms and playing within the rules of Amazon and Audible to get it up to the best in the world, number one in the world. We've got editor's pick with Game of Thrones. Now that you can't engineer. You have to have something that the world wants to get editor's pick. But the test is, will it stay there over time, you know, months, years? I'm always looking at the charts because I'm addicted to where my podcast is and my book is. It's a curse. You know, I'm always like, oh, I'm number two. I'm a failure. I want to go and jump off a bridge. Um, always look at it. But if you look at books like in the business section, we'll talk about now. If you look at books like um, The Chimp Paradox, How to Win Friends and Influence People, um, Think and Grow Rich, For Our Work Week, you know, For Our Work Week, 10 years old, um, 10 year anniversary. Um, How to Win Friends and Influence People is decades old. Think and Grow Rich is nearly 100 years old. The reality is the content is good. The concept is clear. So actually, I should have said this in part one, and I didn't. Uh, And that is, you need a really strong concept. Actually, I may have said it. Let me tell you what I did say. I said crowdsource the concept, the title, the subtitle. So I kind of said it. Um, As you're writing it, share chapters, content, get people talking about it. Build and engage on all of the social media profiles, uh, your database, your followers, your, the readers and listeners of your blog, your podcast, have all the platforms so that when you launch, you launch it across multiple platforms. Crowdsource the cover design, get the ideas and feedback from your community. Have focus groups and get initial sharers and people that already have read and consumed the content, you know, 50 or 60 early adopters so that they're buzzing and they're excited when you launch so they can launch with you and for you. Get the launch date well in advance, well in advance. Um, Get pre-orders live, so that's something we did really well this year. Thanks to my publisher, thanks Jonathan, thanks Hachette. You guys rock, Uh, you have knowledge where I don't. You know, I'd basically just say, hey, it's it's live today, but um, we've got, we we had it for available for a good few months before it was live on pre-order. In fact, the paperback version is on pre-order now. It's been on pre-order for, what, six weeks? And it's released in October, so that's great to get sales up. And I'll probably do a part three and tell you how that increases more sales doing a, uh, getting it on pre-order. All right, someone's just said, my live feed video about the launch of money is interrupting your listening of the book Money. 
So thanks, obviously, for taking a little break to listen to this. Um, ensure your book is on all formats. Audible, iTunes, iBooks, paperback, Kindle. I'm actually thinking of doing a Kickstarter campaign and having like a special version, you know, a hardback copy, which is almost like leather bound. I might even give you free dust where you have to <laughs> blow off the dust of the book money. Um, so I even might have like a special two or 500 limited edition that you can sign. If you're into the audiobook money and you're up to the point where Damien Hurst wrote his book money and he did some special editions, he did a few hundred, he charged I think 300 quid, which meant you could get a piece of Damien Hurst art for just a few hundred quid instead of tens of thousands or millions. So I'm thinking of doing the opposite. I'm thinking of doing a more expensive version because I'm not Damien Hurst and I can't sell my art for millions. How did you do it, Damien? I, I was an artist for years and I sold it for nothing. I was giving it away for free. People wouldn't take it away for free. I'd have to pay for them to buy, uh, buy my art. All right. Um, and then get your messaging out weeks or months before the book is actually live. So we talked about um, building hunger, building desire, building anticipation, building the need, the excitement before it comes up. I mean, Game of Thrones, they're absolutely brilliant at doing that in their marketing. Of course, HBO have got a huge budget. But what you want is you don't want to go, oh, here's my book. But you knew nothing about it, what it was, the concept, why you need it. You want to build hunger, desire, anticipation, ideally months before it comes out. You know, some of the best musicians and bands, they do that. That's what you want to do. All right. So that was that's a, a sort of a summary of what we covered in part one. Uh, OK, so what else did we achieve? So we got editors pick. We got world number one on Audible. Um, we sold the most copies of a pre-order of a book in the a week's period in the whole of my publisher's for the uh, in the world, Hachette are the second biggest publisher behind Penguin. I know Jonathan, you won't like me saying that. Um, so yeah, so that was another little bit of a, a tick. Uh, when we launched Life Leverage, it got on Radio Two. It was pretty good. It sold quite a few hundred copies just off the radio interview, which I'm told is, is a good um, result. Okay, so number nine then in the what 17, 18 step launch model is you want to do live feeds about your video. Sorry, about your content, about your concept. And so not only write articles and post stuff while you're writing your book, both as a way to test the content, because if no one responds or shares, it's rubbish. You might want to ditch that chapter. Also to build the interest and the intrigue. Oh, this is a chapter about cryptocurrency. Oh, that's really interesting. What's this for, Rob? Oh, it's from my new book, Money, coming out in October. You, know, you get a way to give content, but also get the mind space of the book. But also you, you can do live readings. Now, something I did on this launch, which I've never done before, is I did the actual voiceover of money. Now, um, it took me 50 hours. I was called out by all my followers, fans and community members to do the reading. I really didn't want to do the reading because I've spoken so much in my life. Voice has gone. It's a, you know, a week out of your life is quite a thing. But I did it because a lot more and more people are saying they want the author to read and listen to the book. So I was in the studio. The studios were cool. There's, um, a, a, is it Tinchy Strider? Apparently I was in his studios. Apparently he's a big... A musician artist and um, so I took some photos around and what I wanted to do is while I was reading the book I wanted to involve my community and my followers and one because I wanted you to know what I was doing for you and I almost wanted you to feel my pain and know the sacrifice to the cause uh, but actually the better thing was reading the audiobook you know, gave you a sense of what was to come. Of course, the way I read it, if I'm reading my own story, of course, I'm living it through because it's me who wrote, you know, a, a voiceover artist can never do that. 
So that's point nine. Do live readings of your book because people, they sense it at a different level, just reading a few sort of, excuse me, vanilla text articles. So point 10 then on your book launch is doing the double launch. So um, I think one thing that um, my publishers might thank me for and may learn is um, I really wanted to launch the audiobook first and then the physical book later. Reason number one is people have been waiting seven or eight months because I'd written the book seven or eight months ago uh, to get the, their copy. And because I'd involved everyone so much, there was a lot of hunger. And so waiting till October or November was a bit painful. And, and actually, I might have sort of overcooked the steak, if you like. And, you know, I might have got to the point where it was too early and I talked about it too long ago. And so now people are kind of over it and I didn't want that. So thank you again to my publishers. They allowed us to launch the audiobook first. Now, I suppose the risk the publisher was taking is they felt like if you launched it both together, you get more mass. For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector. I'm a watch investor. And those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk and he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him, I've used him for many years and recently we've done a partnership. Hence I'm inviting you if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K and the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496 878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. more noise um, but my um, kind of argument was well you get two shots at it now of course if I launch the audiobook today and then the physical book tomorrow there's not enough space but there's a good three months between the audiobook and the physical book so we get two launches basically um, now also what I found is about 40% of people who get my books life leverage property investing secrets money they get both formats you know they get the physical paperback or kindle and they get the audio because whilst a lot of people like to listen to the audio, they like to cross-reference to be able to make notes and read and sometimes doubling the uh, format in which you consume information. You know, imagine if you could listen to it while following the text that can embed the learnings a lot more. So people definitely do buy both versions. So ultimately, the publisher's happy because they get 40% more sales. But actually, we might be get 200% more sales because we have two launches. Um, Radiohead, one of my favourite bands, they um, often make releases in vinyl, in CD, you know, they do limited edition vinyl, and actually they just brought out the, I think it's 10 year anniversary of OK Computer, and they've got a brand new vinyl, and they've got brand new releases of songs that they didn't release in the old album, so whilst of course I'm no, I'm no Radiohead or anything like that, um, you know, which we're using similar concepts. They're a very disruptive marketing band, um, Radiohead. They were the first band to allow you to choose how much you pay. Um, now, I went and paid like triple what an album would be. And this is even when I was skinned as an artist. This must have been, I think it was, what album was it? It might have been Kid A. I think it was um, a good 10, 11 years. No, maybe 12, 13 years ago. 
um, and they allowed you to choose whatever you wanted to pay. And I thought that was a really disruptive marketing. So really, you want to be disruptive. You want to be innovative. You want to think of new ways to market. Now, most people, when they launch a book, they launch all formats together. But we've been very different, very disruptive, very unique because we've launched the different formats. And of course, right now you can get audio and actually you can get iBooks on iTunes. Um, and then you'll be able to get the physical book and then maybe a bit later Kindle will come out. And then maybe later I'll do the Kickstarter campaign for the, you know, the, the big leather bound version for a few hundred people with a signature and some extra content and something that you that touches and feels like money and it's beautiful. So point 11 then is the build up. You want to get people initially involved in the content, talking about it, sharing it. You want to then get them to know the date and save the date. Um, you know, we use a one day launch model. So we give away some bonuses and sometimes even reduce the price of the book for a short amount of time. One of the reasons we do that is because it helps with the rankings. Another reason we do that is to reward fast action takers. And also when you launch something, um, I wish there was an algorithm for this. There probably is, but no one knows the secret. But they, they do know that when you launch something, you need to get a massive amount of noise when you launch it. Because if you don't, you won't have enough people sharing it and then it won't grow and grow and grow and go viral. So whilst a few people are a bit annoyed with how many messages I send out on email and you know Facebook and different groups about the book and go on about it for a day, um, what I'm trying to do is get enough noise and excitement on the day and the days after such that enough, because it, it, you know, imagine I sell 25,000 copies on day one. Well, how many people are gonna to listen to that on day one or in the first week? It might be 5,000. How many people are gonna review and share? It might be 3,000, I don't know, but you're getting diminishing numbers each time and you still need that critical mass of people that will go, this book is amazing, share, 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 so that it goes viral and all the connections go. And what you don't want it to do is go up in the rankings for a day and then just drop down to number 60 or number 70. You wanna be there high enough so that people across the world who didn't see your launch in your live feeds are able to see the book and buy the book and love the book and share the book. Because obviously the longer it's been going, the more it drops down. Okay, now what I'll often do is I'll add in bonuses to live events that match with the book. So for example, the bonus I did for the launch of money is the Make, Manage and Master Money event. It's a brand new event. I've never run it before because what you don't want to do is have the emperor's old clothes. I think that's the saying, you know, where you repackage um, something that already existed. I want it to be brand new. I've got a cryptocurrency speaker. I've got someone who um, turned over 1.5 billion a year as keynote. I'm obviously doing some keynotes. We've got 70 or 80 percent worth of new content and new talks. So if I make this um, event as a bonus available with the purchase of the book and only with the purchase of the book, then you've got more incentive to buy the book, which means I sell more books, which means you, you know, we go up the rankings uh, higher. Now, I couldn't discount Audible, but we will be discounting the physical copy for a day as long as my publishers allow it. So basically, I want to give you as many incentives as possible to get the book in the window of time that we choose. And it's normally one to two days because you might not buy it otherwise or you'll specifically buy it on that day. And like I said, it helps with the rankings. And then what we did, I haven't done this before either, but it seemed to work quite well, is about a day or two after the launch, I gave you another bonus, which is a year's membership to my online business academy, which is I think three, it's 29 pound a month minimum level. So what's that, 348 pounds a year, if you shared and reviewed the book. Because what you don't want is a load of fake reviews or a load of false reviews. And some people, they try and, you know, they get a load of people to review it before it's out. Um, you know, you don't want to do that because otherwise it, it discredits the book. And you don't want people reviewing the reviews. Um, but what we wanted to do was get a lot of genuine reviews quite early because if in two or three days time people see the book and it's got one review, they may not get the book. So what we did was we encouraged people to read it quickly 
Uh, so I was saying to who's read, who, what chapter you want. I was trying to create a bit of who's read it first, who's going to read it first, you know, who's going to review it first, trying to create a bit of buzz around that. And then I give you a special bonus if you share and review the book. You'd probably share and review it anyway. I'm not, I'm not you know, it's not, not really a gimmick. And I'm not, people who are going to share and review it, they might share and review it, but I need you to do it early. So currently money has, what, 75 reviews. It's only been out a couple of days. I'm sure by the time you're listening, it might be 100, 200. Life Leverage has, what, 920 odd. Um, and I'd say at least a third of the Life Leverage reviews I have encouraged. Now, some people have accused me of, you know, getting fake reviews. And I haven't got any fake reviews, no fake reviews. But I have encouraged you to do them. Uh, because at the end of the day, if you don't ask, you don't get. And, you know, people will be busy in their own lives. And if I don't encourage you to review, you're not going to review. Now, I always say don't review the book if you haven't read the book. Um, because obviously you can't. And that's not um, an authentic way of doing it. But if anyone ever comments on the book on social media, I'll just say I look forward to your feedback and a review. I want you to review. I need you to review. Um, and hey, if you love the book, or hey, you know, I want a couple of shit reviews as well. I want a couple of people to slam the hell out of my book. Rob's full of shit. The book's full of shit. It's shit. Don't buy this shit. Uh, because then it's more credible. So I know my haters are going to come out from under their rock. And every time they see me gobbing off all over the place, I can always guarantee a good few haters will review my book. I've had a three star and a two star. One of them I know is a hater. I know their style. I know what they do. They follow my work. They don't do anything in their life except follow me. They don't eat. They don't sleep. They don't make love. They don't do anything. They're just like, where's Rob Moore? What's he doing? I've launched a book. I'm going to fucking get him. And then they're going to go. And they're going to give me a two-star review. And the irony is the review was so quick that even on two times speed, they couldn't have physically listened to the whole book because I worked out there were four hours after the book launched. giving me a shit review, you bastard. But actually, I love you. Thank you for giving me that review. Because now when people go on the book and they see 74 five stars, one three star and one two star, it's more credible. So you want to you shout off about it and you want a couple of your haters coming out going, this is a little shit, this is a little shit, this is a little shit. Thank you. I wish I knew your name, but I thought you're in this fake profile and I can't see your photo anywhere for some strange reason. All right, you're probably one of my competitors in disguise. All right then, what else have we got? Okay, so what we're looking to do with this build up, save the day early, the one day launch model, the bonuses, the surprise bonuses, the sharing it, we're looking to create this urgency so that we get this big noise early so that the world can hear about it in a similar time. Because, you know, what you want is everyone talking about it. And if everyone's talking about it, a few people are going to go, oh, everyone's just talking about that book money, there's posts everywhere. That's what you want. So then it's got, you know, but then... Once that happens, the book has to be bloody good for it to continue to go. Now, one of my fears around money, uh, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm the kind of guy that, like, I get really excited. And, you know, when I wrote Life Leverage, I thought, this is a game changer. I love this, but this is brilliant. And then as soon as it came out, I thought, oh, this is shit. Um, because I kind of have this self-love, self-loathe kind of ding-dong, ding-dong going on. And as, even before money came out, because I was so inspired and enthused by the content. I did more research for this book than any book. I learned more writing this book, Money, than I've ever learned writing any other book. But I thought, shit, this is long. I mean, it's 16 hours. And um, you know what? That was edited down. It could have been 22 hours. So my one worry is, is that too long? But then I wanted it to be an encyclopedia on money. So now I'm like the, the, the uh, parent that's gone out for the evening for the first time and left their um, child with the babysitter. I'm like, the world now will judge the book. You know, the, the tactics, the strategies, the launch models are over. So you've got to write a good book. You've got to have a unique concept. There should be some surprise elements, some things that people go, wow, I didn't know that. Um, you know, maybe a new take on something um, that already exists or just new, 
knowledge that no one shared before or something that, you know, or a really popular concept, but in a different way. So there's that book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Huck. Uh, and really, that's a personal development book. Um, but it's a, a new way of the you know, existing personal development that have been taught for hundreds of years. So there's just some ideas for your concept for your book. Okay, so uh, number 12 is you want one big, super sexy bonus. So we're, we're about to announce who won the £50,000 a year mentorship program. So anyone who got the book by the time it was released, so that helped with the pre-orders, goes into a draw to get the £50,000 mentorship bonus. So you want one huge bonus because that encouraged people to buy before a specific time frame. You want to ask influencers to share. So I think this is number 13, but it might be number 15 or 16. You want to ask influencers to share your work. So have you got people with big databases? Do you know people who have lots of social media followers and fans? Now, the more people you know, the more people that can share your book. Now, of course, I like to think that you will add them value a few months before. And in your mind, you're thinking, OK, I don't want anything. I don't want anything. But maybe when my book launches, I might ask them if they could share their book launch for me. Um, and now I've decided to... Um, ask them at different times because I still want some noise about the book going on for a few weeks afterwards. So I've got a few people that will ask a bit later to hopefully share the book. Okay, uh, then you might think about paid for send. So you might have people who've got databases, you might have people who've got access to running Facebook ads, and you could think about a bit of paid for marketing. We normally invest about 20,000 in a book launch. Now, if we run an event, we'll invest 50 or 75,000 pounds to fill a room of three or 400 people. So it's a reduced budget because it's harder to track. But I'll normally put £20,000 behind a book launch. Um, now, you may not be able to afford to do that, or you may be able to afford to do more. It depends on your position. Um, I, would, I would not invest so much that you're betting the bank and the house on it. I'd invest enough that you feel like you can get some assets. So for we'd probably get, for £20,000, about 15,000 clicks. So that might be, uh, you know, about oh, 200,000 email touch points or... Um, or 500,000 impressions on Facebook ads. Uh, I'm just, my guys who do my marketing be able to tell me the specific numbers, but that, that, you know, just let, let you know that's what we do. Okay, uh, and number 15 is don't be scared to go large on launch day. Lots of messages across all your platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, um, your email database, on your blogs, banner ads. I'm sure there's some of this. Did I say Twitter? No, I probably didn't. Reddit. I mean, I don't even really know how to use Reddit, but in America, the Reddit's a massive well, across the world. And um, you want to get it on multiple platforms. YouTube. Nearly forgot that one. All right. Then once you're live, share the social proof. Share some of the reviews people are living, uh, leaving. Share some of the um, things that you do. Like when you get to number one, take a screenshot and share it. When you get editor's pick, take a screenshot, share it. Now, it's easier than ever to get to number one because you can get to number one in a category. So our, when I say number one, I mean in the world in all books, which is quite a, a cool thing. But you know, when I first started launching books, we weren't good enough and didn't have as many followers to be able to do that. So we might get to number one in business or number four in all books for a day or whatever. So make sure when you've got all the social proof and the credibility, if someone send, sends you a photo reading the book, share it. Someone uh, won a competition I ran. They won 3,800 quid on my 38th birthday. They, they spent the money going to Australia to take their family. And he, he dived to the bottom of the barrier reef and he took a photo of him diving at the bottom of the barrier reef with his book, My Book Life Leverage, in a plastic case. And then someone else was at, what, 30,000 feet in a, some kind of fighter aeroplane and they took a photo of themselves uh, reading Life Leverage. And I didn't even ask for these. And these are great. And they're great social proof that you can share around, which might get other people to buy the books. And of course, it's great because it's not like, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. 
It's just good social proof. If you could get a really famous actor or actress or celebrity, you know, reading your book, that would that would be massive and it could go viral. Okay, now we had a new angle this time um, and I've launched my new foundation to help people across the world become better financially educated and to make, uh, grow and give more money, uh, especially underprivileged people in developing countries and young people. I feel that the, the stuff we talk about money in the schooling system isn't practical in real life of making, managing and mastering money and I wanted to change that. So what I decided to do in the launch of money across all um, formats um, I'm giving 100% of the profits to this foundation. Now, the great thing about that is it helps launch the foundation too and get the foundation out there. Number two, if anyone thinks I'm going off and gobbing off and too noisy and too many messages and shouting about my book money, well, at least you know you're not lining my pockets. You're helping do good in the world. And it also backs up the concept of the book. I've been doing a lot of radio interviews recently and a lot of people are asking me about what are the top tips in money. Well, there's systems and processes to make money, to grow your money, to manage it well. But also there's a responsibility, I think, in the world to do good with money. If you do good with money, money will give you, uh, the world will give you more money. If you look at a lot of the billionaires now, like people like um, Buffett, people like Gates, people like Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, they're really the, the modern philanthropists. Um, you know, 100 years ago, it was Carnegie, it was Vanderbilt, and they were building universities and libraries. And since studying more and more and more billionaires, I realised that they, 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 they use the capitalist system and sometimes they can get greedy for sure. And sometimes they can have monopolies and have antitrust legislation against them because they get so rich and that happens. But then society almost um, convinces them that they should also do good work with that money and philanthropy because the world needs them to redistribute the money. Because if they hoarded it all, it wouldn't serve humanity. So there's an evolutionary thing behind money. And so they often set up foundations, build libraries, build universities. And so I wanted to follow in the footsteps of the billionaires because I feel like that's the, 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 um, the way to both manage your own wealth to become vastly wealthy, but also contribute and leave a legacy. Um, and so that's what my foundation is aiming to do. And I need to tell you that story when launching the book so that you'll forgive me for, uh, you know, a, a few messages about it or you'll buy into it or you'll buy the book or you'll share the book or you'll feel that you're doing something good with your money, even if it's only a tenner or whatever. And so that was a new angle we had this time. Now, I didn't donate the profits to charity from my last books. And in my first few books, I needed the money to, I needed the books as assets to create passive income. I needed the money. But now that I don't need the money because I'm financially free and my properties and businesses mean I don't have to work anymore, I can start doing good with my money uh, and touching people across the globe in, um, in an information way and really making a difference. So that was something we added as a new angle. So this launch model is not just for a book. You can use this for any product or service you launch. Apple and their products, they, you know, they use similar concepts. The intrigue, the anticipation marketing, the building hunger, the building desire. I talked in part one about how car manufacturers go out and test their cars, but they hide the look of it to get you talking about it and hypothesizing about what the pictures could be. You want you know, what the look of the car could be. You want people talking about it, building this buzz. It could, any product or service that you have, you can follow this same model. Then what we'll do is once we've had a few weeks or maybe once we've launched the paperback version and anything that might have come of this launch, you know, any other radio opportunities, TV opportunities or whatever it, that may have happened with the book, I'll then feed you back on how all those worked. Of course, I don't know what's going to happen yet. I'm just hoping that the quality of the book speaks for itself and it gets out to the masses. All right. So thanks for tuning in. If you're live, um, just say hi, tell me where you're from and post any question below if I can help you. Make sure you're in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community on Facebook where we carry on these debates and, you know, we help each other. I think there's 6,200 members now. Um, it's funny because we've got now, I believe, more than a million subscribers across the world. But most of you aren't in this Facebook community, so you need to get in there. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. 
and go out there, make a massive difference, do your thing unashamedly, tell the world about it, and then count your money and give some money away. Thank you.